Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. All right, everybody. This is the Brooklyn Combine. We are the Brooklyn Combine. Welcome to the podcast. Um, let's do a quick little roll call. Uh, who do we got on in the podcast today? Jay Vives on the check-in for the people. Peace, peace. Peace, Asin. Phil Shung. <laughs> Kenneth Montgomery. Peace, this is Felton. Peace, this is Brother Molly. You know what I'm saying? Is that everybody? We got anybody else in? The other, the other Mally. The other Mally. We got two Mallies <laughs> on the podcast via Zoom. Um, Listen, man, I'm trying to step. I'm trying to step my Zoom game up. Cats were having jokes during mentoring when whenever my audio would break up. So I vowed to maintain a much higher quality connection from here on out. Oh. So from now on, I'm connecting on a jack, and the video will be from the computer. That's how I'm oh. moving forward on Zoom. Word, word, word. Yo, so um, what I, you know, we, we had a couple couple things happen over the last, like, couple weeks that have been pretty dope. But one of the most recent things that uh, took place was the Brooklyn Combine Day at uh, the Black Lives Matter mural on Fulton Street between Marcy and, what's the other, Marcy and uh, New York? Um, and Brooklyn. Mar yeah, Mar between Marcy and Brooklyn. Um, we had a full day of activities. Um, we had uh, four, three concerts, uh, musical acts that, that performed. We had a lot of vendors. We had a lot of entrepreneurs. It was, a, it was the community came out. Um, what y'all think about uh, Friday? I, I, think, I, think it was, I think it was extraordinary. I was very grateful for everybody that came out. You know what I mean? I had a good time. And as night went on, first off, big shouts to freaking Smith & Wesson for, man, they closed that mess out in extraordinary fashion. The energy, I think somebody said it earlier, uh, Jay Vives was like the social distancing thing went out the window, but I guess it was like, if we going out, we going out with a bang. Cats were feeling so awesome. They were in a whole nother world. They, and, and the sound system was trash. No disrespect to the sound, man. But the energy got turned up to a very, very high degree. Yeah. Huh? Pick up Sloppy Joe. The sound yeah. man. Oh man, son, you gave that man a new name. Sloppy Joe. Nah, nah, we're not doing that. We ain't doing that. Phil, man, I got let's not do that. Send you from from that same series. Oh, let's I not be. Let's uh, not be real. Let's ignore real shit. <laughs> Yo, this the fake combine. Podcast. No, I, ironic, ironically, we we have an image. Joe's in the building. Uh, Joe, Joe's in the building. He had his fist balled up like Arthur. Yo, so like at, at the start of it, like right when we went to the first panel, right before we started, um, you know, I go to him, I said, how many mics do we have? He says, four. I said, okay. That's a good invitation of them, four. 
and I, and I, and I said, uh, yeah. So we need we need the mics for the panel. And then there was this pause. <laughs> and I came back. I said, yeah. So the mics. We need the mics for the panel. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, my dude, you know what I'm saying? So I'm getting like hella tight, but you know, I, I don't want to act a fool, you know, on stage, you know, on behalf of the Combine Brothers, but I wanted to come all the way out my shift on this dude, man. Seriously. Now, nah, Joe, Joe, the brother Joe had a lot of moments like that. He had a lot of blank moments, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, you know, I, I ain't going to disrespect him like, like the pack, but he definitely had a lot of blank stares. And you weren't really sure what was behind it because I don't think it was greasy. I think this dude might be in another, another place in his head. You know, I just think he wanted to be the DJ for the day. I just feel like he just didn't, he felt like he should have got that burn and he wasn't getting it. So, cause he, I mean, yeah, he wanted me to shout out the DJs, you know, the skate, the roller skate DJs, all the DJs that he, I guess he had invited to hang out with him. And I just felt like, you know, that, that, that kind of defeats the purpose of him being there. You know, your job is, you know, to be the sound guy, you know? Oh, so I didn't realize that he was also, you know, viewing himself as a strong DJ. Yeah. Oh, you, okay. When I first came up, when you guys were there setting up, all that music was the music that he was playing. And so he was cool <laughs> with that until I sent showed up. Mm. And and when I sent showed up, you know, he, he started setting up, you know, I sent his all peace and love. You know, that dude was like, nah, man, I ain't, he ain't say it, but that was his demeanor. Because oh, he was man. Thinking, why you do it, Rebel A? Why you come through with the heat yeah. in the streets, man? Cause he was saying like, you know, I'm a DJ and you know, when I DJ, I use the hand of the sound, I don't do all this other, you know? So, you know, like I, I respect him for being, you know, accommodating in the way that he could be accommodating. But I just thought, you know, last, you know, last week, the week before, you know, there was some mild riffs, but then this year, I mean, uh, this week, I, I definitely, it was, it was more apparent. I was a little disappointed in that um, because I felt like we were comporting ourselves in, in, in a respectable way. So I, I didn't really feel like we deserved that. But that notwithstanding, the, the vibe was awesome. You know, the person came out for community. Um, there was no drama. Everybody came out for, for love and, and solidarity. The people stopping in the street just watching, not even coming in, just, you know, watching. I, I, could, I really could see the hue in the air and the information that was passed around. It was, it was changing for a lot of people. Even comments I'm seeing on Instagram posts about, um, you know, Kenny's speech, Mally's information passed along, and it's, it, was, it was changing for a lot of people. It, it, it put people on a different, um, a, a different mental journey. I don't want to go that far, but it, it, it brought information that people didn't have before, and I could see that. I could see it in, in people watching and listening i could see it in people exchanging ideas and the beam family on the other end you know um with their projects and and all of the the young scholars um oh definitely uh, shout all our young right. our young scholars that, that was dope seeing them in the building yeah, right shout, shout out to the to the ones who traveled too we had we had a couple that came from from far from maryland you know like we we, we had a dope group of kids that participated this year so and I heard a lot of the kids who who developed their their different products and then they were able to sell it there. A lot of them actually it's sold out. Sold out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Cassie's daughter, you know, had the lip gloss line, 
and uh, she was she so there. You know, I Jay, a quick question. You know, because he kind of start. You know, he had the nice pivot. Jay, uh, Jason, do you think there was any kind of uh, a theme or message that you feel was 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 carried throughout the night, or people were able to kind of you know take away with them when they laughed, or was it or anything that really stuck out for you personally? I th I think yes, and I think it was community. Uh, I, I think that um, every sub demographic was represented, came out and came for the same purpose um, to share and to, you know, especially in this COVID environment, you know, so to be out in the sunshine and in the air responsibly because we did it responsibly. Um, I think everyone was there for that purpose to, to share and exchange and to be in each other's presence um, for, for, for good, healthy information. Um, in the heart of of the community, you know, with the people, by the people, um, and I think we got to do it again and again and again and again. You know, I, I think we have to do it again. It was well, Mar Marlon raised a good point as he was talking about that. We were building on it. We were building on it a couple weeks ago. He was saying how there were some people that were contacting him online, like, "Yo, man, what y'all are doing is." Again, not necessarily the combine. I was talking about him at the time. Like, yo, this is crazy. You're trying to get people together, having a party, doing a pandemic. This is irresponsible. And, of course, his point, which we are in alignment with, is, listen, we're going to have to find some sort of way, though, to maintain our community because we absolutely can be starving and vanishing in these communities if it's simply left to whatever happens. It is our responsibility. We don't need to be sitting around waiting for some some national leader or some other such individual to come forward and say, all right, now you can go and do this. Now you can go and do that. Y'all, and by y'all, I mean us, must find some sort of way to say, how are we going to go about recreating our new norms? You know what I'm saying? So whether it's getting together at events like this, maybe there are some things that other people would have done differently or what have you. I encourage you, do it. Do that thing. Do something, though. That's you know what I'm saying? Don't be sitting right? around typing online. Mm -hmm. Get out here and start figuring some mess out because we have to solve a lot of these problems. But, you know, fortunately, it was, it was a beautiful event, and cats did come out and did get a lot of, you know, we, we didn't overdo it in terms of the information. We simply focused on sharing, you know, some of the things that, that we have going on within the combine. We introduced a couple, of, a couple of new things, introduced people to some, you know, some upcoming programs, and then, you know, basically let everybody have a good time together. So, you know, that was, that was awesome. Shout Rebel A, you know, coming with the righteous music, keeping that mess. Oh, very much also, flowing. yeah, and shout out Spin Diesel, Marcus Logan, mm -hmm. who also played that night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, Asin, uh, you had a point that you was about to make, or you was just uh, wanted to highlight the other DJs? Oh, I just wanted to highlight them. That's all. Yo, yeah, well, let's, let's, also, let's, let's shout the other Topaz cats. Topaz, mm -hmm. yeah, shout Topaz, yep. shout Topaz our team, Cynical, yep. Chi Chi. You know, holding everything mm -hmm. down, keeping everything Dr. organized. Mm -hmm. Oh, Patrick yeah, yeah, sister. for sure. Patrick's yeah, sister. Yeah. She reps rep Sierra Leone well. Yo, so I do, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to thank you guys um, for, you know, giving me the task of being host. And, but not even so much as that, but, you know, you guys constantly, you know, what I would say, one of the takeaways that I had um, from the night is that, you know, there were, you know, more than a few, like, hiccups that definitely was not apparent to, you know, the attendees. Um, and I think part of that was really uh, a testament to how well we communicate and how well we just, you know, like everybody was assertive. Wasn't nobody there 
in the capacity of, you know, we, you know, this our shed, you know, da 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 da. Everybody was there in the capacity of making the event going off without a hitch, but also in capacity in, in serv service of uh, the vendors um, that I that were there, which you know. All the vendors were cool. Everybody uh, was a, um, carried a good vibe. I'm interested to know, like, any highlights uh, for any of the individuals that's on the um, that's in, on the podcast right now. What do you guys think? Like, some things that was like, yo, this is actually dope for me. Well, I'll give one quick thing. I'll give. I know you ain't asked, but I'll give a quick a highlight and a little bit of a dim light. I won't. I won't make it a dark light, but a big highlight, small moment, plenty of things. But there was a moment when I saw when I saw Jet. And one of Vivez's daughters giving away the combine newspaper. So that that moment was I felt like time stood still for me. And that one little moment, it was such a beautiful observation. They were handing it to, they were handing it to some to them what would be elders. To us, they'd simply be, you know, some some folks in the neighborhood. But the willingness, of course, that the people were taking it was so beautiful. And it was evident by later when the event was done. Anybody that was there, you can attest to this. What you we we gave away hundreds of papers. You did not see any papers flying all around, and the wind was blowing. Mm -hmm. So that was so freaking beautiful to see that. Like people, and again, it's a small thing. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a big piece. We put it together. You know, Kenny and Phil worked on it all night, so it was something that came together quickly. But to see people embrace it and it was being distributed by the youth, that was fantastic. But on a whole nother end of the spectrum, and I now talk about the electromagnetic spectrum. We have folks out there who absolutely did not want to get their freaking forehead thermometer uh, issued addressed. Now, a, a bunch of the kids, my daughter included, was, you know, they were out there taking people's temperatures. When they came to me and was like, oh, she's like, dad, these people don't want their, their freaking um, temperature taken. I'm like, what? Why? What's going on? I see, I see brothers getting hot with people, all this good stuff. And then we get to the bottom of it. We got the cats out here with the pseudoscience talking about the pineal gland gonna shrink up. Then their brain gonna hit some flip flops. The magnetic waves gonna send them out to the stratosphere. You got to stop all this. Listen, we got to stop all the monkey business, black and brown people. It is a freaking infrared being. If you got a remote control in your house, and some of you got the remote controls, you ain't using your phone yet. You still got, you got a stack of them that you ain't even using. You ain't afraid of that. Come on, y'all, please. That's we can't clear. do that. We can't do that, y'all. Get your get your temperatures taken because, well, I'm not saying do it because it's a new norm, but you better find something to do with it because that's about to be the norm. You're gonna have to get your temperature taken out here. Um, anybody else? Because I do I, I do have a quick question um, that I want to direct towards um, Kenny and um, and Phil. Any anybody else got any highlights that they want to um, speak to? Uh, highlight was. Um, uh, this photographer, Kidder, he was packing up for the night, and uh, Phil asked him, like, yo, so did you move any pieces? Like, he's like, I sold a lot. And he was just, I could see in his face, he sold, like, so many. Like, he was just, like, he didn't even go out there with, I think, any idea of, like, just only just to share his art with the world, but he ended up, you know, doing a lot for himself as an independent artist and business person, and that was really cool to see. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I was going to add on that the um, the marketplace was dope. The marketplace is really dope because it showed that our community comes together and can add on, um, you know, with the commerce. And that's a big part of what we're doing, too, is, like, trying to show, like, yo, there's strength in 
the numbers is strengthen how we come together and you know we can amplify some of these voices like kither um april walker uh Fenor x um you know being funk sty talks um, most importantly the kids the, that was the real highlight of mine it was like looking over and seeing like elijah and chad come through they they put their uh what was it shea butter um, shea butter. Mm-hmm. Elijah Shea Butter up there. Chad only had his prototype, so he couldn't he could sell the um the actual he actually made a can opener. So that was that was fire too. But Jet sold out too, I believe. Jet Jarrell. Jet Jet Jarrell, uh Jet Jarrell, yeah. Um Suri had her lip lip gloss. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was somebody else had something. But um but it was beautiful. Oh, yeah, Jordan had his face mask out there. Yep, yep. So it was it was super dope. So I'm um I and I said um you know if you if you could bless bless us with some words because you know you have a more I don't know maybe this is the DJ thing you definitely got a more um universal Zen objective is it omniscient not not omniscient uh kind of perspective you know, on it. So like, you know, like talk to me about that, what you kind of picked up from the night. Oh man. I mean, I'm still processing a lot of it, but again, for me, the highlights were Kenny and Maui speaking, you know, I mean, Maui's just a laser when it comes to, um, you know, talking about building this combine coin, you know, it's building our own, um, you know, infrastructure with the money. I just think it was um, it was important for us to hear at this time. You, you know what I'm saying? My highlight. You know what my highlight was? Now nah, hold on, Kenny. Let let let. Kenny, hold on, Kenny. Go ahead. I said. No, no, it's cool. Because uh, yeah. the mask. <laughs> Are you talking to me, son? Yo, no. Nah, I told Kenny <laughs> put on this mask and shit, man. Because it's like, yo, you know huh. this. You, go ahead, I say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but the other point for me that was really cool was uh, Kenny. You know, being able to speak to to the people at that point. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I felt like it was a. Um, it was just a. It was a speech that really resonated with the people because Kenny is of that particular. Uh, generation, uh, it's a lot. Of, I mean, like I said, I'm still trying to put my thoughts together around it, but his speech stopped me. And um, I just felt that it was something that needed to be heard at the time. And uh, and, and the people responded to it, so, you know. You know Ken's just- speech had, pardon me, B, Ken's speech had everybody stopped. The world stopped at that, for them four minutes and 51 seconds, for real. Everybody was locked in on every word the bro had to say. It was poignant. It was it was directed to the point, and that was it. And it was it was it was a thing to watch. I was looking out around the crowd, and you know, elders, young people, everybody was focused on on what Ken was doing. It was it was beautiful. Yeah, I would definitely say it was it was very timely. You know, Kenny, you know, out of all the times that, you know, I've heard you speak throughout the years, I definitely, uh, you know, the way you presented on Friday, it was concise. 
you know, I sent you the word laser when you talked about Miley. I definitely think, you know, you had your Gensu on on Friday. Um, it was just really like a good um, attack and read on the culture, you know, of what's going on right now. So I definitely appreciate it for that. Um, but, you know, I want to kind of, you know, we, we touched on the manifesto just briefly. And so I'm, I'm really wanting, um, you know, Phil and Kenny to kind of speak to the construction um, and the content of uh, the manifesto, if you guys could. Right. Well, I just want to quickly say also, for me, you, you know, I'm fortunate to be in a foxhole with some brilliant people. And that's you guys and your families that I love dearly. Like, I want more. I want more for y'all than I want for myself. And I want more for your children than I even want for my own children. So it, actually being amongst and with y'all in a, in a space where, you know, for me, I wasn't supposed to really make it. I think that most of us, none of us were supposed to make it this far in life. You know, uh, this construct that America has us in, we were supposed to be out of here. And I almost was out of here several hundred times in my life. So to be on Fulton Street, um, an area where I used to take the bus up and down from 271 to downtown Brooklyn to jump on the train and uh, to have a, a night like that was special to me, you know, still in tech. Our childhood, you know, they're, they're brothers. I know, I know, you know, me and Still been running around since we were seven years old. So to see them, you know, still at the top of their craft, everybody still operating at their best was really important to me and how we work together. Like nobody's playing each other out. Nobody's snickering at each other, laughing. Like we really trying to help each other, trying to help each other's children. Um, that was, that's always uh, takes precedence for me. Um, that talk, I'll be honest with you, you know, I, it's kind of funny, like, I get, I get paid to talk, so I don't, as a result, I don't really like talking all the time, not because I get paid for it, but because I think my natural personality is to observe and analyze, and I didn't really want to say anything that day. If you ask Phil and Mally, I didn't even want to participate in any panels, actually, either. I'm glad I didn't. Um, I wasn't going to say anything but I felt like we would be missing a moment if we didn't speak upon that. Um, so that's why I said whatever I had to say. Um, and I'm glad I did. Some lady eventually tells me she works for the federal government and she thought I should have uh, basically dumbed it down. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's, I have a problem with that in many regards. And that wasn't something that I said to win votes or get people. I just wanted to let people know that, listen, there's something going on out here and it's, and it's serious and it's gonna have a meaningful impact. When it was going around in the 70s and the 80s, a lot of black people just went along with it and, and, and then we suffered in the end. So I, I kind of really just wanted to address that. But the, the, the manifesto, you know, we know um, that's something that we live, eat and breathe and that we've been um, dealing with over the years and trying to perfect it and how to do it, and how to do it the right way. And we all felt as a collective that we would, it would be a missed opportunity that we didn't do that. And I think the manifesto affords a lot, us to do a lot of things. We operate on a high level, intellectually, practically, actively. Um, we're, we're a group of creators, lawyers. You know, people think this because I'm a lawyer, I'm not in the creative circle, but you know, me and Phil, uh, Phil cultivated me in a lot of regards into the creative space. 
long time ago. So the manifesto was really, I think, that and um, the verbiage of it was us and, and what we're about and, and nation building and, and um, really trying to, to preserve history and what we're about. And um, it kind of came together easier than I thought it was because we were always working on multiple projects at, this, at one time. So the fact that we did it, uh, we had it and it was already done really, but that night we just, you know, figured out, look, let's, let's, let's just bang it out. And um, it was speaking from our mind and our hearts. That's, that's where I came from with it. So, Phil, more. Mm-hmm. Well, Phil, can you speak about just uh, the aesthetic and, this, and, and how you approached it? Cause I mean, you know, it reminded me of like, you know, a village voice, but then also- Emory Douglas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Emory, yeah. So you mm-hmm. had like all the different things that you were pulling from, but you know, for those people, who didn't get to come Friday and get to, you know, grab the manifesto, you know, like, can you just break that down and talk about like, you know, your, your thoughts and ideas behind and putting it together aesthetically. We kind of have approached the, the manifesto quite a few times. So it's been iterations of the combine manifesto from, I don't know how far it goes back, but um, the idea behind it was really to keep a clean slate and try to keep it as minimal as possible, but also, um, it's just sort of implement like large imagery. The cover photo was an image that I took it when we were out at uh, do the right do the right block party. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a good time. And um, and I was just looking for images that really spoke to the times, the moment. Um, I didn't have a lot to communicate like the current times are in, but I did want to communicate the idea of community and us and. I felt like that was a really good example of, especially Bed-Stuy in particular, that, you know, that happened to be the where we were at the moment, but Bed-Stuy coming together and like having a, a real throwback moment. And it really reminded you of a block party that, you know, that you went to when you was a kid, you turn it around, that crowd on the cover is actually looking at a double dutch, you know, jump, jumping joint. So it was just beautiful in that way. So I, want, I thought that kind of conveyed my thoughts about the combine and what we're trying to recreate or, you know, really just, I, I think we called it um, uh, restructuring community or, or re- revisiting community, something to that effect. But, but the idea being that we are always like, you know, on the back of the combine hat, it says community. Our, our mantra is really like, it's us. And it starts within and it starts with the youngest member and it goes all the way up to the oldest. So from our younger members being the Vives girls and, and you know, even kids even younger to seeing Constance come through with, with Meshach, that was like a, that was like a little- Yeah, that was, that was beautiful, yeah. Yeah, because we haven't seen um, Miss Constance in a minute and she's probably the, the eldest mentor in our Saturday cohort. And she, every time, I told her, every time I see her, she looks like she's getting younger. But uh, from seeing her to, to, to Dr. Barber, like, it, you know, I, I wanted to create a, a visual representation of us. And I feel like that is a combination of um, cleanliness with a little mix of like raw. So that's where we get, you know, again, beautiful imagery from high side. That's our- oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. Shout out Akintola. Yeah, Akmu. Um, Ak is our- partner he he's uh you know we're always looking to 
you know, highlight what he's done in Newark with Highside and, and we're, you know, we're, we're all doing it together. So we had a Highside ad in there and then on, on the back cover is like a cipher that we had back when it was cold. And it just, again, represents us as a community coming together. You know, the end of uh, Ox work fits so nicely in the combine because it's a constant like anchor point um, because it kind of reminds us of like where we all have come from, you know, um, it's like, a, I, I guess a, a breadcrumb, if you will. Um, but you know, the, the, the image on the front, you know, I wouldn't, me personally, call it a throwback. I felt like that is an aspirational image, especially with the times that we're, we're dealing with. I feel like, you know, people who grabbed that magazine, you know, as they came into the event, kind of got a sense of like, oh, this is what I'm expecting to see and experience. So I think, you know, just, you know, having that as a, um, as a, as an introductory piece um, for people I thought was like, you know, really, really amazing. Um, and it was, and it was pre COVID-19. So you actually got yeah. to see the community no, out so and that, about amongst each other. That's exactly it. And I, I was thinking of that um, also with, with the selection, because I feel like it's rep, it's representative of us, but also when you look at it, especially right now, it's like, man, like I remember when we could do that, like having mm-hmm. that many people in one space right now would be, that's such a far, so far from, from what the, our current state of affairs is. So, uh, but, but, and really quickly going back to Ak, I, I, I sometimes forget that I met Ak through Asen. And, um, and then from that moment, like it was, it was like random. Like I just met him, we kicked it for a second up in cloud, you know, shout out to the cloud crew. Um, right after that, I just felt like, you know, I think I linked him on, on Facebook and then we just started chopping it up. But you know, it's that that's what the combine is all about, too, is like connecting with like minded individuals and, you know, basically, you know, forming a super friends group and trying to, you know, advance our ideas and, you know, what we want to do. Yo, and I know you was, uh, you know, you know, you are our fearless leader. Um, Phil, talk about like just putting together the concept of how, you know, you you um, went into considering like the partners uh, the the run of show, all of that stuff. Well, again, that that's um. Boom! Why you acting like you ain't do it with us, man? <laughs> man, come on, man. That does, man. Come on, man. I'm 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 <laughs> no, I got my hand on the steering wheel right no, now. No, but man. but that that's where like there, there is no the real doc, man. <laughs> but there there is no real like leader in the sense of the the combine because like she, who's uh you know often she always she always want to um yell about how she don't she want her clipboard. And she want people to get in line, but she she was pretty instrumental in, in putting that all together too, and like figuring out. And again, it, it comes together completely naturally because we collaborate the way we collaborate. It's like there's no real. Um, it's so organic that even how we put that sort of uh, I'll call it the marketplace. How we put the marketplace together was purely organic. So we said, all right, we literally the day before completed a six week virtual camp with Beam Center. So it was, that was a natural fit. We asked them if they wanted to pull up and you know set up there. They have like this, this uh, Beam truck. It was really cool actually. It's F-150 all tricked out with all this cool, cool uh, interactive stuff. So they came, um, 
Walker Ware, you know, April's a, she's a mentor on, on that virtual camp. So she was there. That's a no brainer. We've been rocking out with her for a minute. To Fist the Funk, the R, she's the official mother of the combine, you know, one of like her, Nima. Um, hip hop closet. The, the squad, yeah. Mama Shun was in the building. Mama Shun came out. These are all organic. Yo, and, and shout the Beam Center, like for yeah. real, like all of them. Like, I don't want to forget anybody. So, in general, Beam, I don't want to forget anyone, but yeah. Beam Center came through every day, like those calls. Like their commitment to to the youth, yo, it's it's a beautiful thing to see. Like I, I want to make 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 sure a shout though. Yeah, right. but, and, then, but but then we also have Kither, who's Kither Joseph is. You know, if you don't know his name, you you're gonna you're gonna learn it. Um, name soon. Yeah, who's right. older? Felt who's older? Jazz Felt or pull, Kither? Pull him in the mix. Jazz. Black, here's Jazz. Black, black. Black. Like four, three, four, two, two, two. two? two? Okay. Yeah, Irish oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Finor X, Patrick. And he, yeah, yeah no, oh, oh, Ebro, um, DC, what's the name of that, that thing? They had the drinks. It was, yeah, it was the, actually the dope. watermelon and the pineapple. Yeah. Oh, that mess was awesome. Um, and then we Try. had Mike Hands. We we had Mike Hands and the crew. They came out and oh, with the they food. gave out they gave out food and they gave out um, some books. They, they so you know we have a pretty pretty robust group. A uh, big big <laughs> shout out to Sin. That's our media partner. Sin has all. Been, <laughs> yeah, sin, sin exercise zen like uh patience dealing with um master joe um, and by zen like we mean unzen like <laughs> yeah. but, but you know well, what? no she but, she did act she was zen like no, she, she, she did she did she did for what she wanted to do sin sin pulled yeah. back she had a seat yeah, yeah. yeah, yo, yeah we, we know we know what sin sin built for so yeah, yo but she did tell us but she did tell us the week before yep, yep, she yep, did yep. tell us the week she wanted a big preview yeah yeah. Yo, but the funny thing is that video that Rudy shared over the thread that we posted, like was it yesterday day before, of of us at branch, me, you, like us talking at branch office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that was any indication of how Friday would have went. Yo, that shit would have been a wreck, <laughs> my dude. We would have been sleep two hours into the into yeah. the damn event, man. Cause yo, listen, that night was a short night. Well, this lasted. On, so on that, Without, we're gonna we're gonna break for some music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And hold on, music. Speaking of, Fawn, who provided all the dope music, man? My Fawn mentor, sound yeah, system. my sensei. Oh, yeah. All right. Yo, thanks, fam. Break. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna come right back. Uh, I don't know 
what you waiting for And then why see it's all about the weight you throw It's all sex in the city like HBO They won't let you in the club and fuck up the ratio On the stage like James, no Macy, yo Once you're down already, ain't no place to go Second down already, I got place to go Lost control of the crews like Katie Holmes Y'all should know not to play with Jones Worldwide, they appreciate the flow Got a couple chase, I just save it though I'm no accountant, I can count like Basie though I'm looking around like where my 40 acres go I bet I burned out about an eighth ago She say you better stay away if you pay below It's a birthday, she looking for the cake flow Can't take them anywhere we go Eat cool, but get your hands off my Chillin' with them collagens Kiss me the collagen I see you modeling At least get some collagen uh, I mean at least get your GD The flow sick Someone please call the CDC TBT, they ain't see me as a threat Look, now I'm hitting triple double Like I'm Russell Westbrook It gets shook when they hit away I'm coming now Hope the summer down What's with all the run around Wild goose chase I'm done with it I shoot fades Y'all duckin' it Y'all shoot bricks You bucket list Every year I gotta write a new bucket list uh, Don't make me call you by your government Rappers ain't shit without They publicists, something's up with these girls on the net, man. And booty, y'all don't rebuy what you pumping with. I'm getting right to the pump nickel, traveling like I just double dribble. You're all stepping, I study the fundamentals. All the tail flags, drop a fucking missile. A couple issues need addressing, right? Academy teaching lessons, like when you see me, better recognize. As bad as she is, I might let it slide. I want to make a quick point though about music, and this is this is not a knock at anybody, but it's how you play it. Yo, I was here for for a little moment there. I was hearing a lot of wackiness. I was hearing a lot of non-blending happening. It was getting kind of wild. I was, I was glad that some professionals got on the wheels of steel. But before we get into the music, there there was a point that 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 should be made about the manifesto, and obviously we'll address it with the next one. There, there was a really short book list that we intended to have part of this version, and it didn't make it in, but it's going to certainly make it into everyone. And that book list speaks to a lot of, you know, what we try to drive. You, you had books in there, of course, like A People's History and Warmth of Other Sons, but we also had a bunch of new, well, not new in general, but books that might be new to a lot of readers in our community that they might not be aware of, like you know, stand from the beginning, even though Kenny references it a lot, a lot of people may not have picked it up. Half has never been told. That's another popular one. But new books that's on some of our shelves, like The Invention of the White Race, Theodore Allen. And again, this become, a lot of these pieces become proof positive that you can have working class intellectuals coming out of these communities and producing a lot of powerful literature and powerful ideas. 
And that speaks to the ideas that we want to drive. All of these books are not being produced by your traditional characters in these sort of ivory towers. You have a, a giant array of individuals producing a lot of this literature that we're trying to share with the community to reinforce the idea that we really do want to drive working class intellectualism. I don't care if you are picking up bubble gum from under desks all day, there's nothing stopping what you do with your mind after said occupation is done. And it's not to say that that's a lowly occupation, but you know, we get the point. We really want to drive that culture of embracing your higher intellectual self. You, you're not gaining anything by shrinking and we need it. We absolutely need it because as more and more of this system changes and our behinds get forgotten, if you think be, being the most ignorant individual you possibly can be is somehow going to save you, you're going to have another thing coming. You really are. So, you yeah. know, we, we have to drive that. So, we, you know, we had two panels that day. We had the one on uh, health and wellness, but we also had the one on economics. And that was uh, Patrick, April Walker, and Mally. You know, Mally, you know, we talked about in the first segment about the combine coin. Can you... You mind um, kind of you know breaking that down uh, for a couple minutes? The combine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what we're going to be introducing this November is a complementary currency, or some of you may know it as a a parallel currency. And as we expressed that that day, if you're outside of the states, you are often aware of other currencies running concurrently alongside each other. But in the U.S., you know you're utterly dominated by one national currency and I personally do not think that that's healthy. As a collective, we clearly don't think it's healthy, healthy hence the reason that we're introducing our own complementary currency. But we are not trying to introduce this as something to compete with money. It's a broader discussion that's beyond the scope of this and, conversation. And also, as we talk about this all the time, you know, look at how this world is run globally. Uh, the one form, dominant form of exchange is a pyramid scheme called Wall Street. Absolutely. That is that, you know, affects everybody from here in America to those halfway across the world on the continent and Eastern Europe, uh, Southeast Asia. And it's, it's, a, it's a, a scheme that if that's the main form of exchange, it's basically saying that it's excluding the majority of people, but impacting their lives in ways that they can't control. We have to make currency much more valuable than that. You know? Absolutely. And your currency, and you know, in an ideal form, your currencies, because personally, I am an advocate for having multiple currencies if you can. And you do have multiple currencies, all right? Anybody, well, first off, you, there, there are many medium, there are many forms of exchange and various mediums of exchange. You're not always necessarily trying to create another money. And I don't want to get off into like an academic discourse around money and exchange and all of that. But suffice to say, we're introducing a complementary currency specifically for the combine and our community and our extended community. For individuals outside of this community, we encourage you to develop your own. And plenty of people have done it. And you see it being done all around the world with greater and lesser degrees of success. Our philosophy is that, or our position as it relates to our philosophy is that many of these currencies come into existence and go out in rapid time periods, not because they're necessarily failing, but because they are a tool. Very few tools need to be used at all times for all times. You use it when you need it. You put it down when you don't but the model should be there. Now, as it relates to our STEM program, our young people, the same as we do with anything else that we introduce to the community, they will be learning from a technical standpoint how this system works. 
they will be coming to understand what it means to govern, operate, and from a technical standpoint, how to build and develop and maintain this system. Because in the future, they may be the ones using this system for some other purpose, but at its most basic level, it gives you the opportunity to exchange. It gives you the opportunity to chronicle what you're exchanging so that you can start to make an assessment about you know, what it is that you're engaged in, the value that you build up around it. And you know, it gives you an opportunity to shop a marketplace with specific, with specific items or services that the community chooses to say, we will exchange this with this currency at this moment in time. You know what I mean? So whether it's learning a foreign language or somebody wants to teach someone to play an instrument or somebody wants to prepare some food or do hair or whatever the heck it is that the community says, or if somebody wants to go and donate their time and they want to be paid in, in part or in whole in combine coin, they can absolutely do that thereby pushing their agenda and it frees up their national currency for their mortgage or their rent or whatever else they need to pay you know, with that national currency. And again, whether it succeeds or not, in the sense of we have to define what the success means. If it provides an opportunity to learn, in my judgment, that's successful. If it gives people an opportunity to see their own power, to create their own mediums of exchange, even the more so we win doubly because that next generation will not only have to be able to dream about doing it, they will be empowered to, and they will know that they were a part of such things. So. So Jason, like the HBCU was stick up in the joint on Friday. We had a lot of different HBCUs that were there. So just in terms, you know, we talking about culture, how did that contribute to Friday? If any way, if you see any connections to that? I hope so, and this is an, an, an idealistic answer, but what I hope, what, what, I, what I want you know, it to mean is that as a people, you know, as black and brown people, we understand that we are multifaceted and that we occupy many different spaces, civil servants, military, corporate America, um, entrepreneurs, um, college educated, not college educated, postgraduate educated, not so much. Um, but we should have the same agenda, which is strengthening our community. And from within, you know, inward out. And it was dope to see, um, I saw a lot of Howard representation, Hampton representation. Um, I saw sorority representation, fraternity representation. And that's what we need to understand as a people. You know, it's a sub, it's a subversion of Pan-Africanism, but it's the idea that if we are going to heal ourselves and strengthen ourselves as a community, we cannot, as, a, as subgroups, separate ourselves and think, well, I went to Howard and you went to Columbia, or you didn't go to college, or, you know, this person's a lawyer and this person is um, something else. It's all bullshit. We have the same agenda and that's what I saw. That's what I saw. So I couldn't tell where someone may or may not have went to college by, by the conversations unless that topic came up because everyone was there again for the same reason, for community. And community was the prevailing theme. It was first, it was the foundation. 
and then whatever perceived, whatever differences perceived or otherwise that a lot of times divide us as a group, as people, as black and brown people, those things come second or don't even exist when you all subscribe to the same thing. And that's what I saw. And so it was cool, Vaughn, you gave the shout out um, to the, to the, it was one of your trivia questions, I think, was which was, uh, which of the, you did a great job. And that, it, and, and Yo, shout is right, shout man, barn. you did a great job, man. Big you up to the barn. man. Got a big up barn, man. You did a fantastic job. You know, you, you saw it it's out there like five, six hours, brother. Like, you know, you, you kept the crowd. You kept nah, it. He kept, yeah, he, he kept it. He kept it light. You kept you it even, right. Even when you had, you know, you, you, you had the little, you know, I, I peeped the jokes, I, you know. It was yeah, a wild jokes. Yeah, I peeped well. the fucking jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, because Kenny was the Hello, most of the jokes. Yeah, 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 yo, I, I was, I was trying to come for Kenny, too, because I was like, yo, man, why not? Like, you know, poke fun at Kenny, man. But, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, was, it was, I was having a good time, so, period. But you that's but to answer your question, man. That, that's that's what it was for me. It was like it was, it was the collective. It was it was the collective putting the agenda of community first, and and then all our our different experiences in life coming together in that circle in that whole agenda. That's yo speaking of, speaking of that circle. I, I'd love to add a point to that. In, in my imagination, I have a, a, a category. I've, I've now coined a term for them, but I'm going to call them the high siders. And we all know these freaking people in our community. And, and V-Man's smiling because he knows exactly, everybody knows what I'm talking about. But we love our brother Ock for featuring those individuals because yeah, yeah, yeah. those individuals are almost often excluded from those kinds of events. But ironically enough, whenever there's a combine event, or high side of it, <laughs> they are always welcome. And I love them being welcome because in many ways, that was the hip hop community at some point. In many ways, that was the bebop community. Those individuals often represents the edge. And so often that edge becomes the center. So I think it's important for us to make sure that we always leave room for, for these wild, shoot, that was my mother, you know what I'm saying? When, when, when I was young, these people that are so out there they almost can barely hold it together. They, they bring something and they represent something. Moreover, look, that's our aunties, our uncles, our cousins. So you may as well embrace them. And so big shout to all of them. They, they know who they are. They, I doubt that they even listen to my man, My man emailed me, uh, texted me a picture of his 94-year-old uncle dancing out there. Oh, word. Son, the older gentleman with a white t-shirt and black pants. Yo, I got footage of him. Yo, he was kicking it. Yeah, that was my son. man. Uh, Yo, so uh shout out to the cats in the in the wheelchairs to the cats yeah. sweating yeah, my, my man who bar, who barn called out so freaking uh keep sweating. <laughs> Son, that dude was big bar how what you what you say, Barn? No, I was like, was yo, this dude was sold up weighing the under 300 pounds. I like, like, <laughs> he ain't having no underwear though. That was kind of nasty. You need your mask on the back. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yes, you did nasty, man. That's our how name, you do that. How, wait, yeah. how y'all know that? Cause Son, you know, when you ain't got drinks on sweat. your pants, your hip bone, like he's supposed he to see your hip bone. Now nasty man Just was wild. lady man, or you in the swimming pool and your your trunks is too big. You ain't supposed to see your hip bone, man. It's non-sight. Yo, so I'm a real quick. So comment is he's shaking his head, kid. <laughs> yeah, he was kicking it. You know, nah, um, he, had, yo, he had a good old time. 
So like, you know, Felton's our resident music guy, cultural, I don't know, you just all things art and creative. So I'm just interested to know, like Felton, you know, like what you saw Friday with all, you know, you work, you work with a lot of different artists, you know, you work really, really deep in the, um, in the music community. How would you say that experience was with all of the things that you had, not as a comparison, but just like breaking it down, unpacking it, how did that sit for you? I thought the event was incredible. Like I got during the evening portion, just to see how many people were out there on the plaza. It was really just, cause I still kind of think back to what everything going on with COVID, like nothing's really moving in that space right now, performance wise and just getting artists to come out and engage with people. It was great to see one, the people are out there and it's like, it looks like they all took a time to like for a moment, forget what's going on right now, but also, engage in something that we need to, which is more so the com community aspect. The music was fire, the sound was great. I was really happy to catch the, the, the last of Smith and & Wesson. And um, I just think, I wish we, had, we did this at the beginning of the summer, because I was like, damn, if we did this at the beginning of the summer, I couldn't imagine what the next turnout would be if we had one more <laughs> event to do for the summer on that scale. It just felt that way, you know, people didn't want to leave. People kind of stuck, like kind of just stuck around for a really long time after it was done, kind of like talking to the vendors and like walking back for just kind of chilling, taking photos. I think I saw someone shooting their own music video. Yeah, I like, seen that. On, seen on that. the plaza, like after, because he got the crowd behind them. You know, it just, there was just a lot of really great energy there in Brooklyn. And I feel like that's what we need to one, entice people to get involved with community engagement. Because most of the time when we think about community engagement, it's like go to the city hall meeting hear someone read the minutes in like a really like stuffy room and people don't, do it. people don't join their block associations. People don't join any of these things because it feels like it's so heavy handed when all of us have the duality of liking to let our hair down and relaxing and engaging and, and, and breaking bread in a different way. You know, I, I'm sure there is moments to do both, but I feel like we have to find the way to get people to be more pulled in. And I think this event actually did that. And I just feel like, you know, I mean, it's still warm still, and we might have an Indian summer, fingers crossed. So we just, even on a small scale, need to just keep that snowball kind of rolling more and more down the hill because a lot of people hit me on the side and was like, is there a link you could send me to donate? And you know, like things of that nature. So I feel like we just have to find more ways to entice. It was an incredible job done by everybody that was involved. I'm just like, the only thing I'm like, damn, I wish we did this in June because <laughs> then we'd be like, yo, could we have, September, you know what I'm saying? Like June, June might have been too soon though. People, that's, that's, people were still kind of shook. That's true too. So you know, the timing is always perfect for whatever. The time is always now, as they say. So yeah, I thought it was incredible. It looked really great. Um, I'm I'm just excited, and I'm I'm hoping we get to do more things like that to get because as what we do with the combine, you know, we have a lot of familiar faces. But I kind of was really happy to see a lot of unfamiliar faces too. I think that was like probably like the biggest takeaway that I saw that night was a lot of new people that were very interested. And that is, I think what we want to do is expand and grow this message, this feeling, this energy. And that's what I felt Friday night. You know, and I mean, you make an interesting point. Um, you know, like we could have did it sooner. There was some, you know, of course, you know, environmental challenges uh, that, that, um, that conflicted with that. Um, you know, we might have an opportunity to do something later, you know, in our own way. Um, but I'm, you know, 
but before we kind of get into, you know, some possible next steps, let's take a quick little music break. And, um, you know, let's come back and, and talk about some next steps. Yeah. You're welcome to Africa. You know, you've been out of this place. And now you're back. You want to see the kings and the queens. You just want to dance with your people. It's a beautiful vibe out here, you know. Call it. Tasha. Call it. Africa. Call it. Call it. Brand new dance for the summer For the hot boys in the corner I'm a bad girl if you a stunner Lexus truck or the Hummer All my designers are coochie You know that I'm bad and I'm bougie See my life is a movie 80 chick hip and I'm groovy This a new jam for the DJs Let the song play, let a replay Bad, bad jam, that's a PJ Private jet is a PJ Ladies, step to the dance floor Make the thing drop, get an encore But Cardi keep it coming cause we want more Let me see you shake on the dance hall Shake on the dance hall Hey, yo, Dasha Dance for the summer For the hot boys in the corner I'm a bad girl if you a stunner Lexus truck or the Hummer All my designers are Gucci You know that I'm bad and I'm bougie See my life is a movie 80 chick hip and I'm groovy This a new jam for the DJs Let the song play, let a replay Bad, bad jam, that's a PJ Private jet is a PJ Gold on the wrist, keep it shining Money stay stacked cause I'm grinding Five star night, yeah I'm dining Just throw it in the bag cause I'm buying, buying, buying What's up? 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 Welcome to Africa When you hear the banga Put on your dancing shoes Brand new dance for the summer For the hot boys in the corner I'm a bad girl if you a stunner Lexus truck or the Hummer All my designers are Gucci You know that I'm bad and I'm bougie See my life is a movie 80 chick hip and I'm groovy Call it, call it, call it, call it. Speed five on the mix. And we back. Um, so, you know, before we get too deep and hard in, into next steps, you know, like I'm always thinking about the ways that things can happen, not necessarily seamless, but just, you know, let's try to make, make the next thing happen without a hitch. So, you know, before we get into anything too concrete, you know, I'm interested in, in, in hearing from the good brother I sent just about balance, man. How do we strike a balance? Because I remember at the start of quarantine, we did that bike ride out to Reese Beach. We all met up at Kenny's house. And I sent was like, yo, brothers, this shit is real. Put your mask on social distance you know we took the ride we had a good time i was able to capture some great photos of you guys but i think when i bring that up is because like that was uh, for me 
a moment of balance. It's like, listen, I love you guys. I love to be around you guys, but I want to see you guys tomorrow, the next year or whatever. So with, with, with you know, we talking about all these highlights. We had such a great time Friday night, but we still in the middle of this shit. Any thoughts that you can land on just how to balance this thing out? First thing I'll say is all the information we're getting is from outside of our communities. So we don't know what's real and what's not. Everybody has agendas. So I'm just saying, take in as much information as you can from as many varied sources. With that being said, since we don't know what it is, and I, at that point, then look and say, well, they said, yo, if you wear a mask, you're not, it's not necessarily about you just protecting yourself. It's more about you protecting the people around you. So without any ego in it, I just say, hey, I'm aware of masks because I don't know what I've been exposed to or what I haven't been exposed to. And early on, we saw even within our crew, somebody got COVID and it actually left them with an issue with their heart. We don't know if that's permanent or not. So to me, I just think, take that precaution. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you're around other people. So, and, well, but I know... You know for a lot of people, I also think it's just becoming like uh, a point of pride. And then, you know, it's like so many different conspiracy theories and stuff out there. I'm just like, for me, I'm just trying to play safe so I can still be here at the end of all of this. That's all. No, yeah, yeah. It can certainly come come off, though, as fool's pride. Time, yeah. time may prove it to be something else. Early yeah. on, you know, we delivered a point I fashioned it in a joking manner, but it's certainly no joke. So I'm only using comedic relief so as to drive and illustrate a point. Those individuals that didn't want to have their temperature taken, they're engaging in grandstanding and digging their heels in in a moment that's unnecessary. As a human being, you intuitively desire to stand up for yourself. So unfortunately, sometimes you'll stand up when there's not even anything meaningful to stand up because of lack of something meaningful to stand up for. That is not something to stand up for. Moreover, if you don't want to do that, simply don't be present. That's a way to be responsible with that. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're not comfortable wearing a mask or you don't want to wear a mask, that's your personal prerogative. But to take the next step and say, I don't want to wear a mask around other people, well, now that's, that's being aggressive towards other people. You don't have a right to do that. As an individual, do or don't do what, whatever. If you as an individual choose not to wear a mask, or not to have your temperature taken, or not to whatever, for whatever reason you have. You certainly have that prerogative, that right, all that, whatever it is. But to say that I'm going to engage society in this way, well, you actually don't have that now. Now you're out here like somebody saying, look, I'm not gonna put a condom on, but the, the unwritten social agreement is that I'm gonna have a condom on. So listen, you can't do that. You're engaging in a level of aggression that's unjustifiable. Now. The rest of the community can do whatever they choose to do. If you come to a combine event or you come to any of our homes, you're going to absolutely conduct yourself accordingly or we're going to conduct ourselves accordingly because it's only right. So, you know, I get it, though. People, people want to stand up for themselves. People are looking for causes. That's completely understandable. This is not that cause. It does not hurt you. But, but moreover, I'm not a preacher. I'm not an evangelist. Wear it. Don't wear it. That's neither here nor there. But... If you want to do it with others or to others, 
then it does become a larger communal concern because now you're talking about engaging our children, engaging our loved ones, and other people who didn't ask for your, your grandstanding. You know what I'm saying? That's not a, something to take a position on in that way to bring possible, you know, really serious illness to someone else. Like, it's not like people out here getting a little bit sick. People dying. And to your point I said about the information coming from outside our communities, that's another point. So if you don't want to trust these external sources, fine. That's perfectly fine. Be responsible enough, though, to find other sources that maybe you do trust and gather a range of their insights to arrive at some conclusions. Oh, yeah. And let me say one other thing, too, Mally. No one is saying any of these things are even foolproof or nothing like that. It's just about mitigation. Like even the people that speak about masks, they say it's not 100%. And it also depends on what type of mask you wear, who's wearing the mask, is it the person that's infected, blah, blah, blah. But it's all about mitigation. It's not about, so people see if it's not 100% stopping the virus or this, that, or a third, they like, it's BS. Like I see people putting masks on and smoking vapes and then blowing the air, the vape out the mask and, and all of a sudden that's proof that masks don't work. It's not, that's not what masks are there for. They're there to mitigate it because it's about viral load and other things like that. If exactly. the information is true. So, Absolutely. But, you know, yeah. but, 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 but you know what? But whether or not that information is true, the premise is in fact true. The, you know, when you look at, let's say a poison, it's not the poison that kills you, it's the dosage. So we have to be reasonable when, we're, when we are trying to parse information. We, we have to exercise some reason. So again, we were joking earlier, but it is not a joke. Learning how to think is not something, it's like we all speak, but you can learn to speak with greater efficiency and effectiveness by way of practice, by studying other individuals, other orators, so on and so forth. And the same goes with thought. You don't wanna assume that simply because you can think you are, your thoughts are the most efficient. My little sister has a statement. She always say, don't believe everything you tell yourself. That's very healthy advice. You, you, you want to learn how to think more critically. If you only follow your own mind, that is foolishness. So simply feeling strongly that this is not a big deal. I don't need to do this. Well, what if you're wrong? Explore something else. Consult some other individuals. And, and, and get out of your, you know, your, your choir, if you will, sometimes, so that you can, if you have a perspective that you don't like, check it out. Listen to it. See if you can intelligently break it down or debate it. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be out here, and, and I don't know who's listening all the time, so I'm not going to speak against any of the beliefs sometimes that people hold, but check those beliefs. Criticize them. Engage them. And don't start demanding everything of society that you're not demanding from yourself. If you personally don't want to wear a mask, that is fine. If you don't want your temperature taken, that is fine. But do not impose that on others. You're acting like the beast and you're acting like a devil. When you start trying to impose your will on others, do whatever you want to do with your person. So the day before that Thursday, I mean, that Thursday before, um, you know, we had uh, the, the event. We had ended the summer camp that, that we partnered with Bean. There was a couple of people that, that are on this uh, pod, in the podcast right now that, that participated in that. Um, Felton, you participated, correct? Yes. 
Felton participated. I know Mally uh, was on. I participated. Rudy was there. I think Kenny jumped on a couple times. Can anybody speak to that? The function of it. You know, some of the some of some of the things that came out of that that you guys were, I guess, shocked or surprised about. You know, I could you know I could speak to mine, but I'm I'm interested in hearing what y'all got to say. Yeah. So, the, um, our part, my part, I played just showing them like from soup to nuts what it takes to be. Real quick, before you let's talk about, okay, just frame it out for us. What was the summer camp? How did it function? And then how you contributed to it? So the summer program, from my perspective, was an initiative to teach these kids how to formulate their own ideas from start to finish, from literally concept to creation, pretty much. It's, so, called, it's called learn anything. Learn anything. So all the kids had their own uh, unique idea that they wanted to see if it was possible to bring it to life. And over a six-week program, we helped them through different uh, breakout sessions, group sessions, reviews, helped them uh, help create their products. Some of them had websites, some of them had physical clothing lines, some of them had uh, different products that they sold. And it was just cool to like really give them a space where they wanted to bring something to life for themselves. My um, main thing that I think I ended up doing was I did a presentation showing them a rollout campaign idea, a creative campaign idea for a project I worked on for an album um, from Dreamville Records. So I basically showed them from the inception of early sketches all the way to all the different products and collaborators that I worked with and different places that we got the imagery out, the designs out, and, and how a creative thing as small as one idea could expand into so many different avenues. I think it was really cool to show them that because one, it showed them something as small as a sketch turning into something as big as a billboard in Times Square. And I think kids need to see that it starts in that small thing. A lot of times with this new technology, we skip a lot of steps and we don't, we don't, um, we don't, we don't start with a pen and a paper anymore. We just jump on a computer and I think it's very limiting. And I think kids need to like work with their hands more in that creative space because it helps them understand the trial and error of coming to bring an, an idea to life. So I was, I was really happy to work on that with, with the kids and um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the products like as they keep going forward because honestly, what some of these kids are already doing at their age, I, I didn't know any kid that had his own personal clothing line that young, you know? I didn't know a kid that had his own ginger ale that young or uh, a woman, young woman having her own makeup line. So. I'm very, I'm very curious to see how, as far as it expands and they keep developing these things because if they start so young, I mean, the future is very bright for them. And it's like 10,000 hour rule. You yeah. Know? You got to spend 10 years doing this shit. What's, you know, how, where you going to be, you know, yeah. at the end of that. Talk about a head start, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really proud to help out with that program with the Beam Center and um, I look forward to doing it again. Where, 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 Mali, you want to jump in? No, absolutely. So that, that Learn Anything program, like Felton was saying, they, they were able to come and bring their own ideas. So it was nicely the range of ideas to work on a lot of young people. And interesting to be involved with projects sometimes where you didn't know how you could contribute other than you were willing to support. And then you would find ways that you can be supportive. So that was that was pretty cool because you know for those of us that are more you know technically inclined, so often you you show up ready to do something technical, and in a lot of those instances, 
the type of support that they may have needed from you or may have benefited from you had nothing technical acumen board or another willing participant because their ideas were so clear in their own mind that they really only needed assistance bringing it into reality. So that was that was a pretty great experience in that way. And Jason, you were present, uh, very present. Uh, yeah, I was. Um, to echo, you know, Mally and Felt, it was, I, I don't, I remember, you know, being, you know, so the ages of the, the campers, let's call them, range from, uh, I'd say, seven or eight to late teens, even early 20s. I remember, you know, being those ages, but I don't remember being as focused on, on, on any project, you know, aside from, you know, I don't know. I, 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 can't, I, I can't even recall. So they were, you know, once, once each camper decided what he or she wanted to do, they were super focused and the ideas were fantastic. They were broad. Um, they were confident. Um, they developed confidence over the course of the six weeks. Um, they were, um, you know, communal in the sense that they were exchanging their ideas with each other and with us as, as call us the mentors. Um, I had more of a supporting role because a lot of the individual projects um, involved an expertise that I didn't necessarily have, you know, from, um, you know, in for, for many different reasons, but that was fine um, because I was happy to just be present and watch their creative process and have at their ages. That was dope. And like Felt said, talk about a head start to be able to do this at, I didn't figure out who I was for a long time after that. You know, let's say, I don't even know what age. I, I still, I, I'm still figuring it out, right? Um, and these folks, these young folks, they were really, really confident and locked in on what they wanted to accomplish and that was beautiful to watch. It was dope. You know, it's funny because like the last day, there was a guest on there, um, educator named, what was his name, Say? And I remember after he had introduced himself, he said, I'm curious to know, like, what's April Walker's contribution to this summer camp? And, you know, a April clicked in and she says, she says, I can answer that, you know, because I guess he didn't see that she was in there. But I thought it was an interesting question and I thought it was an interesting thing to phrase in a, in a public forum but April's response was brilliant because she said I'm here as a mentor but I actually I'm here as a community member and we call yeah we call ourselves mentors but I actually see this as reverse mentoring because I'm learning a lot from these kids and and I thought that was a, br a brilliant you know I don't want to say a retort because I you know I don't think she necessarily meant it like that but I thought what was most brilliant for me is the fact that she understood and could see, and I could see, and I could tell that there was something that these kids was, you know, really had to contribute to her development as an elder to that community, as a, as a legend in, in the game of, of, of hip hop urban fashion. Did y'all have any wild moments? Cause I know I had a couple, I remember when um, Uncle E was on the call and I'm listening to the kids like, yo, they going toe to toe with Uncle E. Like, Uncle E got a lot of information. But these kids were ready. They were present. They were engaged. They they had every every. They were just ready for that for that moment. 
Um, was there any other moments that you guys could speak to that y'all was like, man, you know, these kids are, you know, they're ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I, I mean, one, one chief, one that stands out, of course, is our closing, right? The closing ceremony where everybody got to deliver their, their, their final presentation and they spoke to their ideas and their development. Because, of course, we're talking about it in retrospect, but all of the, all of the young people, all of the, the young people did not have exactly what they wanted to do completely clear within that first week. Some of them took time. But it was nice to see them all having a comfort level. And we watched that comfort level grow over the weeks such that by the time we got to the end and they were now delivering their messages, they were not only clearly communicating it, they were succinctly sharing their journey. And they had developed that measure of comfort with the entire community. And that was something that wasn't present in the beginning. In the beginning, you know, you had some young people who, of course, they, they, you're always going to have that in the community. Some people that they're locked in at a very early age, you know, but in the end, it didn't matter whether you had your ideas that tight from the beginning or you had only got it within the last two weeks. When it was time to present, everybody had been brought up to a certain level. And that was wonderful to see them all sharing. They were basically sharing that energy with each other and they were supporting each other and cheering each other on. It was it was fantastic. Yo, was really, what was, was really fantastic. Um, when Jordan sang happy birthday? Was that Jordan saying happy birthday? Oh, Christian. It's Christian. Christian. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, I don't know what I was expecting, but he, you know, you know, I just wasn't Good. expecting that. <laughs> yeah, he got so, so, yeah, so that's another example, right? So Christian was one of the young people who early on, he didn't necessarily know what he wanted to do, right? But he knew that he had, a, he had an issue with being shy. He wanted to be more comfortable in public. So he had an idea. This was his idea. If I could sing publicly, which is something that I do for fun, if I could sing publicly, that's something that could help me get over being uncomfortable in public. I thought, what an amazing amount of insight. Not that I was surprised, basically because he's young. Oh, pardon my back, y'all. You got freaking Babylon driving through the daggone park unnecessarily. It's like, anyway, so yeah. He, for him to, to have that kind of insight and arrive at that conclusion himself, it was, it was beautiful to see. Not necessarily because he was young, but as a person, right? Like, I don't look at, because he's young, he's not going to have any such idea. Anyone of any age, if you be 95 years old and you come with that idea, I think that's a beautiful idea. And to actually yeah. follow through with it, man, that was fantastic. So he came through, he sung. You had a young Suri who was... I mean, a little genius, and I'm not exaggerating when I use that term for her. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. you had every other variety. But it was nice to see that they all made room for each other. They all made room for each other. And then they communed with, they communed with themselves on their own time. You know what I'm saying? Because we have breakout rooms for that. So speaking of the room, I don't, is, this, I don't, this is, is this the last segment? Or is, are we? Are, yeah, yeah. So this was actually pretty cool because this actually went, a lot faster, you know, we did a lot of um, amazing things um, over the last couple of weeks that really, really makes, I know for me, this moment with the Combine very, very celebratory. And so that's what makes this podcast, you know, like a bit of a celebration for me as well. But just in closing, I, I, I definitely want to say with all, this, all the shit that's been going on in the world, 
you know, all the shit that's been going on, you know, with our, with, with one another personally, you know, I do, I think this space that the combine is starting to occupy of, of healing and wellness uh, within the community and how we've been lending that to ourselves as, as members, I think that right there, that, you know, that first, um, that first layer being done with us and how it's now starting to permeate through the community. Yo, brothers, you know, we got to give ourselves a pat on the back, but still maintain that humility because it's a lot more work that we have to do. And so with that being said, this is the Brooklyn Combine. We are the Brooklyn Combine. Uh, we thank you guys for listening and joining for this podcast. We thank all of you guys who came out on Friday to, to party with us. And, um, and like I said, if, you, if there's any way that you guys want to lend a help, a helping hand to the community in terms of, um, you know, your time or some sort of, you know, financial contribution to, to the youth programs that we have going, you know, please, please feel free um, to, to hit us up and figure out any, any and every way that you could figure out a way to that to happen. And I, I you know, like if anybody else want to contribute anything, um, we're going to say, see y'all on the next one. No, no, definitely thanks to everybody who's been supporting us, though. Like, after this event, there's been a lot of individuals who've been reaching out, so we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, folks. Record, just the name all the famo Still rocking Timberlands with the camo Still, still walk around town with the ammo County of Kings, crooked with the crown Smith and Wesson, PNC, representing, representing Walk town Certain brothers, dishonest and cowards, turn on their own mother for the pussy and the money. Give up their own kinfolk, it's sinful. Me and the young, I should have been spoke. Tell me about investing and ownership, and all this goofy shit is no condoning it. Show him how to rebound when he down, and how to move around and put on for the town.
you say, but how you say it. You say the murder it. unit at your door, file your king it. I've been gone, so you don't know me. No. You only know of me. It's a difference, for instance, I'm spoken of in high regards. You ain't got to be loud to be in charge. Thousand dollar fitness only on her kicks. Only ask me about who you see me with. Home of the original hitters and gang figures Middle finger to them judges trying to hang niggas Put Brooklyn on our backs and rename that Fights with the corporations trying to get their name back Been together since the era when that crack came Now and forever label legends in the rap game Quarter century, travel around the globe Then return 360 degrees back home Home with the original gun clap In my hand, cause my hand with the gun be Pop top, turn your flat top to a Gumby P, the hood rhyme Sosa One punch niggas lean like good Tom Poster Punch your man and slap your bitch too Ambidextrous bastard, master 52 I knock niggas out when I'm bored Cut your conversation short when the nigga ignored <laughs> Brother go home, when I shoot in the suit I'm brother Mozo it's all about a dollar bill. Catch me on my D, clean in the dollar bill. I spark the chrome home, yo, you gotta chill. Body part, parts are known, yo, pot is filled. I smack a sucker in the face, Sean Price, mother gas to the blink. From And then we do it like this. To my man Buckshot, String Louisville, Top Dog, Ruck and Rock. Buck 